Hello, and welcome to This is the Voice of the Prophet. I'm your host, Prophet Beatrice Valerie Nero, and this week's episode is entitled, We're Going In to See the King. One of the things that God has taught me in life is that to everything, there is a season. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 in the New International Version reads, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. The King James Version of that same chapter and verse reads, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. I've learned that for all the things that our Father has placed in my life, I should hold on to whatever it might be with my hands open. In other words, if I hold on to what God has given me with the understanding that when he's ready to remove or change it, that I need to allow him to do so without a struggle on my part to keep it. When I live that way, then I can flow with his move much easier and be able to realize and accept the changes of my seasons. It's been that way with me for many years, and I've learned to understand and even discern when seasonal changes are approaching. I can now look back at certain events in my life and recognize things that happened as signals of change, just as falling leaves signals the change of summer to autumn. My life has been so much better with the acceptance of the fact that God brings change. However, it doesn't mean that some changes don't come with disappointment, grief, hurt, and pain. I realized that leaving a church, pastor, friends, and leaders that I had loved and still loved for years were changes of season, and it was time. I recognized through events and occurrences that things had changed, and it was time to move into my next place that God had assigned me. The season for me being in the lives of others and them being in mine had come to an end. I also realized that for some, not recognizing the change of their seasons will often lead to disputes, divisions, discord, and strife. Many tiffs, altercations, and even church splits can be or would have been totally avoided and handled differently if the parties involved would have heard God's voice and accepted when he said, it's time for change, or when he said, your season here is finished. Of course, it may not have been those exact words, but there were words spoken that would have allowed for peaceful separations or amicable splits rather than parties arguing and fighting over their own opinions, beliefs, and convictions. It's when arguing and constant squabbles occur that brings about the dissension and splits in churches. If only they had listened and obeyed when God had said their season was over. Abraham heard and obeyed God. In Genesis 12 and 1, it reads in the New Life version of the Bible, Now the Lord said to Abram, Leave your country, your family, and your father's house, and go to the land that I will show you. It doesn't say that Abram got into a fight with his father. He simply heard the voice of God and obeyed. No one should leave a place in anger. However, 
If we learn to hear the Father's voice and obey when we hear him, and that includes leaving when he says to leave, many of the hurts that church people have experienced would never have occurred. We all hear sermons preached about church hopping, and we all desire to be in places where we can feel stable and secure. I would dare say that there are some that the only place that they find stability in their lives is in their church homes. I also know that not everyone who leaves a church has truly heard God's voice telling them to leave in spite of what they say. However, leaving a church or any place of long standing is not always easy and neither are the changes of our seasons. In fact, for some, those changes can be exceptionally hard. But when it comes to change, whether it's church, job, school, neighborhood, or whatever, the thing is to hear God's voice and then obey. In the season that I presently occupy, I listen to hear his voice telling me that this one in particular is up. I'm waiting for the time when he says to leave. I listen and wait for that moment that our father will say that I no longer have to hear the things or see the hurtful, painful pictures of racism and hatred that are there for all to hear and see. Sometimes I literally have to repent before our father because I find myself writing and doing this podcast with resentment, anger, and even bitterness because of the bigotry and hatred that's revealed in those who call themselves Christians. When I read of elected officials like the state representative in Arizona who said, if you're not a white nationalist, then you're not a patriot and you should be hanged. And yet, these are also the people, the very people who profess knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. These are people who profess Christianity. From time to time, I long for this season to end because of the stress and burdens that I feel when knowing that there are so many that I love and had wonderful relationships with, but I'm no longer in those relationships because they believe that I look at all white people the same. They feel that when I speak of racism in the body of Christ, that I'm referring to every white pastor, prophet, or friend that I've ever had or have ever known in the body of Christ. That is so unfortunate and to a degree also unfair. It's unfair because I believe that if they truly knew me and if we were truly friends from the beginning, they should know me better. I know that talking about racism makes people very uncomfortable. However, my true friends should know the love I had and have for them is real and should be willing to have these hard conversations, not only with me, but others as well. Nonetheless, this is the season I'm in and that I shall remain in until our Father says otherwise. To everything under the sun, there is a time, a season, and a purpose. Yet, if I know nothing else, I know that seasons change. And as I always say, 
Some seasons last longer than others, but eventually they will change. Obviously, here in Louisiana, our seasons of hot weather last much longer than our seasons of cold. But eventually, they change. I thought my season of grief over my husband would never change. At that time, I totally lost my joy. That loss lasted for years, but sure enough, that joyless time in my life changed as well. To that I will say, this season of racism, hatred, and bigotry will also change. The hearts and spirit of some people may not change, but their plans, plots, and effects of their racism will. The hatred of the Jews was great before and during the time of Esther. That same hatred continues today with many. It was so strong during those times that Esther, at the advice of her uncle Mordecai, kept her race hidden and concealed so that even the king or no one else would know that she was Jewish. The loathing and hostility toward the Jewish people was intense and widespread. It was like the hatred that so many whites have for blacks today. As we all know, Haman had planned not only to kill just Mordecai, but all of the Jews. He had literally planned a genocide. But Esther did what so many Christians, black, white, and brown, are doing today. She went in to see the king. And just like Esther, we're going in to see the king. We're going in to see the king of kings. We're going to see and seek the king who is above all kings. We're going past the president, vice president, the previous president, the House and Senate. We're going in to see the one who is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And just as King Xerxes heard the cry and saw the tears of Esther, our King of Kings is hearing our cries and seeing our tears. In the sixth verse of the eighth chapter of Esther, it reads, but how can I bear to see disaster fall on my people? How can I bear to see the destruction of my family? These are the words we're saying to our father at this time and in this season after seeing so many of our black men and women, boys and girls being killed by police and white supremacists. We can no longer bear to see the disaster and destruction of our families with those who are in power and positions trying to deny our voting rights and rights to freedoms. How can we stand to see the expressed determinations and aspirations of white supremacists and white Christian evangelicals doing everything in their powers to suppress the lives and rights of non-whites while at the same time not being in the least bit discreet with it? With Donald Trump praising Vladimir Putin, over the invasion of Ukraine, it reveals that he would never hesitate to do the same here in calling out a full-scale war against the blacks in this nation. But we have a king. We have a king who hears us. Someone asked me just today, well, doesn't God hear everyone? 
But John 9, 31 in the New International Version reads, we know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. He may hear them, but he doesn't listen to them. And there is definitely a difference. Therefore, as we pray, we must pray as true godly Christians who hear and obey God's voice. We're willing to hear his voice and obey his will so that when we pray, he will hear and listen to what we say. We are a people who trust in the Lord our God. The king in the book of Esther wrote an edit, giving the Jews the right to protect themselves and their families and even to kill their enemies. We don't need such an edit. We don't need or even want such a decree. We have a king of kings who will do this thing himself. He will give us our rights and yes, he will protect us from all of the plots and plans of the enemy. And as godly, righteous men and women of God, we don't have to ask for the death or annihilation of our enemies. As Haman spoke and rendered his own judgment, so are the white nationalists, white supremacists, bigots, and racists bringing their own judgment upon themselves. Proverbs 26, 27 in the Amplified Classic Edition of the Bible reads, whoever digs a pit for another man's feet shall fall into it himself. As a very young Christian, I remember the first time I heard God tell me to pray for someone who truly hated me and was doing everything she could to hurt me and my children, her own grandchildren. It was my former mother-in-law. When he told me to pray for her, I thought surely he didn't really mean it. God shouldn't have meant for me to pray for her. I thought if anyone knew that that wasn't possible, God did. Why should I pray for someone who hated me so much and wished me and my children nothing good? But as I would soon learn, again, as a very young Christian, when God says something to you, it wasn't something up for debate or argument. Listen to what Luke 6 and 27 says, again, in the New Life Version. I say to you who hear me, love those who work against you. Do good to those who hate you. Respect and give thanks for those who try to bring bad to you. Pray for those who try to make it very hard for you. In the early days of my prayers for this woman, it would be like cotton stuck in my throat. I could barely utter the, utter the words, bless her, Lord. Eventually, I began to truly feel it and mean it. Bless her, Lord. After a while, from the depths of my heart and spirit, my prayers were going forth for her with a true intensity and an anointing petitioning the Father on her behalf. I realized later that even though she didn't change, my life did, as well as my children's lives. God moved on my behalf in spite of her hatred for me, along with protecting my children and me from her and her hatred. Nothing she did ever touched me or my sons again. 
I believe it will be the same now with racists and white supremacists through the Lord our God. Let us bless those that curse us and pray for those who despitefully use us. Pray for those who try to make it hard for us as Blacks and as Christians. That doesn't mean that we have to be around them or even like them. However, we do need to pray for them. I pray for Donald Trump every day. Do I ask God to bless him and let his plan succeed? Of course not. But I do pray for his salvation and that God would open his eyes according to the word and will of the Father. I believe through praying for the Proud Boys, white nationalists, the white evangelical pastors, Christians, and far-right radical Republicans who are doing all that they can to suppress Blacks, that we will see our Father move on our behalf. In all of the podcast episodes that I have released, I have never and will never ever advocate hatred or bias in any way. As a believer in Christ Jesus and as a prophet of God, I ask that we pray for these people who are using the name of Jesus to bring division and separation in the body of Christ. Pray for those who are trying to take from Blacks our voting rights, our rights to homes and jobs. Pray for those who are trying to deny our Black sons, husbands, fathers, and even our daughters the right to live and breathe in peace. Bless them, pray for them, and believe that our King, who is the King of Kings, the Son of God, will fight for us. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amieagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net and through the Facebook post or Facebook Messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support, and may God bless each and every one of you.